Three Films on a Podcast has no claim of ownership on any film footage used in this episode. All film footage is owned in its entirety by the copyright holders and is used solely with the intent of film criticism, commentary, and education under fair use law. And just like every car in Too Fast, Too Furious, this podcast contains spoilers. Enjoy. Hello and welcome back to Three Films and a Podcast. My name is Tyler Beck, coming to you from Portland, Oregon, and with me, as always, from Salt Lake City, Utah, the irreplaceable and immensely talented Benjamin Lahorn and Matthew Weiler. I'll never <laughs> join you. <laughs> uh, that's a confusing statement because you are currently joining me here uh, for this episode of Three Films and a Podcast, uh, specifically a uh, Little Pod episode in which we're going to discuss uh, the watch party we had this past weekend for uh, the 1980 sci-fi and pop culture phenomenon uh star wars episode five the empire strikes back um like i said it was a part of a watch party and it was uh a part of the what do we call it the uh watch party Two: the squeakquel the best part about all this was is the name itself was voted on by our fans <laughs> on instagram and then the uh the movie that we ended up watching was also picked by our fans based on a vote on instagram and i i can't even begin to tell you how much fun these watch parties are uh if you've joined us you know and if you okay. haven't uh frankly you're missing out and uh you should definitely join us on one of the next ones um and, uh, you know, have no fear because there's there's going to be more in the future. You're right, though. It's a really good time. And I think it's it's hard to convey to people why it's fun. But if you're there, you know, you know what I mean? It's like, this, like, yeah, I don't know. It, it really is. It's a blast. I mean, we even we rolled this into a double feature. Like we watched Return of the Jedi. Like we were having such a good time, which was None awesome. of us were tired. Yeah, we're yeah, just okay. ready to go. <laughs> and we're two for two on burgers, you know? So it's just like, oh, this is, man. it's a good Dude, time was, all the way around. We haven't talked about that very much. No. But that's unbelievable. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it so much. So for, so for those that don't know, the very first watch party we had, uh, randomly, someone else's Grubhub delivery came to me and I was delivered two bacon cheeseburgers from Applebee's. And I felt super bad about it. I was like, oh, some poor person like doesn't get their food. Uh, and I tried to get a hold of Grubhub to make it right. Eventually, I just ended up eating the thing, uh, being egged on by everyone at the watch party, telling me to just it's gonna go bad. Just, just eat it. <laughs> but um, and this and, you know, we, we we were making a bunch of jokes about it. And we had been joking leading up to this, like, who's going to get the free burgers? And somehow, lo and behold, Matt, uh, we, we've all seen the, the forces with you with your lightsaber. Mm-hmm. And somehow you manifested, uh, what was it, Sonic? Look, yeah, my, my midichlorian count is off the charts. <laughs> and so, for whatever reason, yeah, it must have. Uh, no, what happened was we were watching the movie and my kids come bursting in. Because, I mean, they're at the age where if the doorbell rings, they like everybody runs to the door. Oh, it's a race, yeah. And so, they, I, I didn't even hear the doorbell ring. They just come bursting in the room. And they hand me some Sonic and there's fries, onion rings, a burger and like no context. And so I was <laughs> just like, okay, sure, do this. all right. And I then, was, yeah, after the fact, they, they just said that it was, it had been left on our porch. So that's awesome. That is unreal. I was trying to manifest it by having the burger as my icon. Nothing. <laughs> yeah. like, all right. Well, you- you did. It just went to. That's true. It's the wrong, it was the wrong place. Yeah. So, yeah, Burger Fairy, 
If you're out there, thank you. And work your way Please up subscribe. to Mill Creek. Please subscribe to <laughs> Please us. Please subscribe, like, and subscribe. <laughs> and I mean, the only evidence we have for this happening to you is being a part of the watch party. Uh, so right. far, it happens to be that it's just between the three of us that it's happened to, but we were still a part of the watch party. And yeah. I'm confident that you wouldn't have received that food had you not been there. So well, it has to it has to incubate among us first. <laughs> mm-hmm. True. Which makes sense. And then we can spread it. Yeah. I think that's a really good incentive, though, even like for watch parties, like let's a free meal go to someone that joins us. Oh, yeah. If you can sure. hang out, I think it would be a good and, time to get like, free food and a good time. On a serious note about a silly subject, like I feel like it's it's part of the best. It's one of the best things that we've done as far as doing this podcast is these watch parties. From mm-hmm. Everything from the way that the movies are picked to then watching them and discussing them because there's oh, so much blast. involvement from people that are, that are watching the YouTubes or listening on, uh, on, you know, podcasts or whatever. Mm-hmm. And like, even for instance, just picking the movie itself. Like I had the dark Knight as the front runner to win this thing and Same. be the movie mm-hmm. we watched. And it was, uh, in the finals with empire strikes back, it was the two of them head to head. And it came down, it was an exactly even perfect 50-50 split. And so then we were able to even further go into the community and uh, use our patrons. And whichever one got the most votes amongst our patrons would end up being the winner, ended up being the Empire Strikes Back. So it's just like multiple levels of participation and involvement. And then the watch party itself, um, just all the chatter and the, and the, and the, and everything while we're watching the movie and mm-hmm. the burger fairy flying around and delivering food. And I don't know, it was just, it's just really cool. It was really cool. And we had a few different people this time. So the, the, the mix was a little bit different and mm-hmm. yeah, I just, I know we're, we're really harping on it, but I, it's, it's a really good time. So the next one we do, um, it's going to be a Christmas movie related somehow or another. Um, so it'll be festive. It's going to be right around the holiday. And I promise you it's a good time. It's uh, it's not time wasted. It's going to be diehard. Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. The best Christmas movie. <laughs> no, not really. But I'm That's sure it'll be part of the tournament. I'm sure it's going to show up and in I'm the polls. And I'm sure we'll have that discussion. Yes. <laughs> um, and like one of my favorite parts uh, about this watch party in particular was uh leo and hearing his hearing his perspective because mm-hmm. um without revealing his age too much he was around for uh when this originally came out in 1980 and it was really cool to hear his perspective and his stories and what this movie meant to him and i wouldn't have got that if it wasn't for him being there and, and being uh active in the chat and he was talking about how he went and saw this when it came out in 1980 and how it was such a big deal. And I think he said, I can't remember if he said he camped out or whatever, but it was like a midnight showing. I don't know, Ben, mm-hmm. you probably know better. Um, but I it probably just got should, me thinking, but I like, don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, it'll be an opportunity to yeah. chat, chat with him at some point. Um, and it kind of got me thinking about like, you know, one of the reasons we wanted to do this was we just, the three of us love movies a whole bunch and we want to share that love and passion with a bunch of other people. And part of the reason we love these things is because of the visceral experience we have, even when we're watching at home with other people by ourselves or uh, spe- especially uh, in, a, in a theater, a wide theater release and mm-hmm. the energy amongst the crowd and everything. And I, I was I was just so insanely jealous that Leo had been able to have that experience. I was curious 
if 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 you guys had some really memorable experiences in the theater that you wanted to share. And um, yeah, I'll throw that to I'll throw that to to Matt right now. Cool. Yeah. I mean, just to echo what you said, having Leo in the chat was awesome um, because first of all, one of the great parts of watch uh, the watch party is that you literally can talk throughout the whole movie. Mm-hmm. Unlike sitting next to someone like I've watched Star Wars with my dad growing up, but we don't talk about the movie while we're watching it. Mm-hmm. We just watch. And so watch party allows you to kind of do both. Um, yeah. Read at your own leisure, but also watch and enjoy the movie without an interruption. And so having Leo in the chat was great because we forget that there existed people who did not know all the spoilers before seeing this movie. Yeah. Like, right. We, we grew up knowing everything, um, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And so it was cool to sort of live vicariously through Leo in those memories and sort of like experience like some of the things that the, the audience was experiencing during certain scenes. And like... I swear I love this movie more each time I watch it. And like some of those scenes are just like so insanely intense and like perfect. But I don't, I I forget that like there were people who had never seen anything like that before Mm -hmm. experiencing it. And I can't even imagine like Leo was saying stuff like, Oh, no one was breathing at this part. I'm like, I can imagine that. Yeah. Cause like for sure, even watching this for like the hundredth time, like, I'm having a hard time with it, but I know what happens and mm-hmm. they have no right. idea. They haven't seen Return <laughs> yeah. of the Jedi, you know? Yeah, exactly. So like, for all they know, like Han Solo's toast. Yeah. Right. Um, so that was just like, that, that was really cool. Um, as far as like movie, it, like theater in theater experiences, like with Star Wars, I've done some like pretty cool things. Like I've done like full marathons. Um, I remember an episode one came out, I was young, but there's a lot of buzz around that. And that stuff's just fun. Like I've always loved um, like opening opening day experiences, which the industry's changed quite a bit from the time, even the time that we were growing up. Like yeah. I remember like growing up in the same neighborhood as Ben, like it was a big deal to get a first night ticket to something. And so that was like part of movie culture was you, if, if you were a fan or if you were hyped about a movie, you'd get the the midnight showing of it and you'd go. But now it's like, the movie comes out Friday and you can get like Wednesday at noon tickets. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Fairly easily, like not even right. fight for it. So, mm-hmm. right. Um, it's pretty different. And so I, I'm grateful to have like that sort of hyped experience being able to anticipate like, Oh, I I'm getting a midnight showing and there's only like 700 of us who are going to see it tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, which is cool. But I have to say like the most impactful movie theater experience I've ever had was seeing Gravity in 3D on IMAX. Explore, do you copy? Explore, permission to retrieve Dr. Stone. You're no one. Houston, explore, copy. All right. We've lost Houston. Oh. We've lost Houston. Unstrap. Look, we need to get the hell out of here. Right. Need some help there, man? No, don't wait for us. It's stuck. Man down. Houston, the man down. Copy. Houston, explore, copy. Come on, and it just so happened that i had a buddy in school um in in my uh, design program who worked at the theater through college and he was just saying he's like anybody need if anybody like is interested in in film or movies 
like you have to come to the IMAX, you have to see gravity in 3D. It is like, yeah, there's not an experience more tailored than that experience right there. And so sure. I went and like, I couldn't believe like how lost in space I felt. I mean, I'm just going to say like, that almost sounds too immersive. <laughs> like, yeah, sure. I, like, yeah. I would was, freak was, out, you know, it was helpless. And like, yeah, like at the end and it, it was like shot so well, who did it? Who, was it Alfonso, Alfonso Cuaron? Cuaron. Yeah. 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 Director so, of the best Harry Potter movie. <laughs> the third, Prisoner of Azkaban. Um, for those keeping notes, right? Yes, I don't know yep. Harry Potter well enough to know if that's a joke or if that's really it's, the best it's one. It's very, very true. <laughs> it's the okay. best Harry Potter movie. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, after going through that experience, Sandra Bullock gets out of her like spacecraft at the end after like, it's, spoiler alert. What? Honey. Wow. Are you kidding oh, really? me? You just ruin it. After she lands back on the planet and you just feel so heavy. Like you've been in space yeah. for like two hours. And I know like that's, that's the intended effect that he has um, or that he's trying to convey. But like having been in 3D and on like this IMAX and like the audio and everything, it was like, holy crap. Like I felt like I just gotten out of space. Yeah. It yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah t- for sure. We had a, we had a yeah. funny experience with that movie. I yeah, we it did. Sounds like you're about to talk about it, but um, yeah, I'll let you tell that story and then you can get into whatever, you know, most memorable experiences you have. For sure. Yeah. Cause I, I don't know if that was the most memorable for us, but no, it was, it was, it was an interesting. It, was, experience. it really was. <laughs> uh, Tyler and I, uh, in a past life, you know, we had a, a video production company together and we were in the, we were just further south and made sense basically. And we couldn't go anywhere else. And there was a wedding reception or wedding ceremony. And then the reception must've been like four or five hours later. And we just had like nothing to do. Like there wasn't enough time to like, yeah, I don't know. There wasn't anything, but there was a movie theater. And there was nothing like the wedding was so like, run of the mill and boring that there was literally nothing for Like a lot of times you can kill time in between the ceremony mm-hmm. and the reception because yeah, there's some cornhole pictures. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. There's like people milling about doing stuff, but everyone just like sat in a chair and silently looked at each other for, I assume the entire four hours. Yeah. Like, I don't know what they did with all that time, but, <laughs> and it was held at the same exact location. So we had already gotten like all the B roll of the actual, you know, location and just was like, I don't know what we do here. (laughs) There's nothing going on. So we decided the perfect, you know, mid wedding movie was to go see gravity in the theaters. And I feel like it was just the two of us or maybe some other people. I don't know, but man, what a weird movie (laughs) in the middle of this. It was so good. Like I love gravity. It's a, it's a great movie, but man, like it just like, like you said, Matt, when you walk out of there, you're just like, okay, good. I'm back on earth. I can breathe yeah. now. You know? it's, just, yeah. it's, it's so heavy. And then we have to go back to this wedding and just like film the 10 people that showed up, you know, I'm like, this is just like, my mind was just wrapped around that, that the whole time. So For sure. that was, that was a really good, uh, memorable experience. Um, I'm going to cheat a little bit. I've got some like honorable mentions that I just feel like I need to, to say. Um, yeah. Going back to Leo, um, we talked about it before, actually on the pod, but we got to see like a sneak peek of um, Nightmare Before Christmas, which was super Mm. cool. Like that was from my youth, one of the most memorable things. Like I remember going to see movies, but that just like really stuck out. 
Um, also with Leo, we went and speaking of IMAX and huge, we saw, um, the movie was whatever, but visually it was so cool. We saw the matrix reloaded and just, oh, just, yeah. just the hype after the matrix, you know, was so cool. And I, I didn't see the matrix in theater. I saw it for the first time on a laptop, <laughs> I was just like watching <laughs> it and I was sucked in and I know I watched it on TVs after that, but just like the anticipation of this and like visually it was awesome to see that in IMAX. That, that's another thing that stuck out. The other one I just want to mention quickly is actually it was with Matt. It's when we went and saw um, Civil War. All right. I run out of patience. Under ruse! Nice job, kid. Thanks. Well, I could have stuck the landing a little better. It's just a new suit. Wait, it's nothing. Mr. Stark, it's, it's perfect. Thank you. Yeah, we don't really it's... need to start a conversation. Okay. Cap, Captain? Big fan of Spider-Man? Yeah, we'll talk about it later. Just hey everyone, good job. All the buildup oh, of like Spider-Man finally coming back to the MCU and Marvel, oh, so and cool. just like Tom Holland and stuff like that. And then he shows up, like you know, we see the the, the cut screen, and then just like I don't know, it was so cool. And it was so I, cool. I literally teared up like when we saw him <laughs> on screen. It's like it just felt so good, you know. It's like I I like Tobey Maguire, I like He's Andrew Holland. Garfield. Like they, I have nothing against them as the Spider-Man, but like Toby, no, Tom Holland was so just perfect it was a, it was great felt casting right. yeah, yeah exactly for it sure. felt right because he's like, an actual teenager or, yes or maybe not act but he's looks more yeah like a teenager and the thing i, I took away is he from a teenager how old is that kid? no i think he's like 21 20 i don't know um he's a 21 year old 16 year old <laughs> yes exactly <There> you know. <laughs> but i think toby mcguire was like like great Peter Parker. I think Andrew Garfield is yeah. a great Spider-Man, but Tom Holland was just the perfect mesh of both of them. So yeah, when he popped up on sure. the screen though, I just like, I literally teared up and I, Matt and I think we were literally, <laughs> we were just sitting right next to each other. Cause like we would, you know, reserve the whole row. <laughs> I could hear his quiet sobs. Just like, I don't know, just like sitting next to someone who had like Spider-Man painted on their wall, you know, like growing up. I was like, I feel like for both of us, that was like a huge thing. Oh, um, so cool. All of that being said, the most memorable moment for me personally was going to see Inception in the theaters. Give him the cake. What? Duncan. Uh, I had a weird schedule at my job at the time where it was like Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday off. So I'm sure I went just like on a Tuesday in the middle of the day and I had the whole theater to myself and I just like dead center just watching that. And it just, I just, I, I'd never felt like that. And I still don't know that I have since, you know, like, I mean, I saw gravity, I saw interstellar, like all this stuff, but inception just hit me maybe because it was kind of one of the first ones that was like that. That was that visually striking. Right. And I was just, you know, I know it's an exaggeration, but I feel like I just sat there for half an hour after the movie. It's like, what just happened? <laughs> like, it's so yeah. cool. Like, and I know, you know, at the risk of sounding like a Nolan bro and just like my mind is blown, but really it was like the visuals of everything and knowing how practically he shoots stuff. And I was just like, right. holy cow, like the movie itself was great, but those visuals just floored me. So yeah, for me that, that takes the cake is uh, inception. Yeah. I, shit. I mean, I'm not going to knock you for that. Um, and it actually, <laughs> like, great. I have some honorable mentions as well. I'm also going to cheat. And uh, the first one I'll mention is, is a similar experience I had, and it was the first time, or when I saw um, the uh, Lord of the Rings, the Fellowship of the Rings Ooh. in the theater. The, the experience of going to the theater was really cool because I saw it on, like, a premiere night. But really the part that stuck out to me was 
uh, the part where Arwen calls or puts the spell on the river and the river turns into the horses and they come galloping down the river. Cause I, you know, I had like, I knew what I knew about the Lord of the Rings. I had read the Hobbit and stuff mm-hmm. and uh, I knew that it was like a big movie, but this was before, I mean, I used to go to a lot of movies or a lot of movies in the theater, but I still wasn't too much of like a film. I didn't like research anything. I just was like, Oh, that's out now. I'll go see it. I didn't know what movies were coming out, mm-hmm. but this was the first movie that I had like heard about really before I went, you know? And, uh, but I, so I, I knew it was going to be cool, but I had no idea. Like my frame of reference was like the old Hobbit cartoon. Yeah. Movie, you yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, so I was like, that's going to be kind of like that. And so when it wasn't, and when that moment happened, I was just floored. Um, so that's definitely an honorable mention for me. Another one, uh, same vein would be the matrix in the theater. I saw that when it came out, when the, the, the moment where she, puts her hand up and she disappears out of the phone booth before the truck hits in. Mm-hmm. Like Ooh. I was sold on, <laughs> on the matrix from there. Um, and then um, the open, I went to dark night opening night of the dark night. And yeah. that was probably the best, like atmospherically, that was probably the best theater moment just because the, the buzz was just, you could feel it, man. And it was mm-hmm. like, it was intense. It was really cool. Um, and then two of the times I've laughed the hardest in my entire life was um, super bad in the theater. The mm. first time <laughs> I saw it and uh, Borat, the, the first Borat. I'm so glad you I've, said that. <laughs> I've never laughed harder in my life than when as a matter, whatever the fat guy's name is, chasing him around naked oh the, the banquet. I've, uh, I've never laughed harder. I thought I was going to die. I, yeah. <laughs> I saw it with my roommate at the time, Andrew. And like, yeah, I just, we were both like in tears. Like that movie Dude. was oh, so funny. So, so what we used to do, sorry if you're a theater manager from West Jordan, Utah, <laughs> listening to this, but we used to sneak into a movie almost every night. Like we would wait whether one of us would buy a ticket and open the door or we had like a million different ways into that theater in Jordan Landing. I was going to say, did you guys go to, to the landing? Oh, yeah. I wonder if I, I worked there in high school. <laughs> That's crazy that we didn't so know I each have, other. It's okay. awesome. <laughs> I have a story about the Jordan Landing. I might have told you at some point and it. It would, it would be a memorable theater moment. It's a memorable theater moment, but not a memorable movie moment. Mm. We pulled a really, really good prank at that theater uh, when Spider-Man 2 came out, mm. I think. That's another story for another time. Okay. But So we used to sneak into a lot of movies. I've like uh, So we had snuck into Borat. But I say all that, and, and my actual favorite movie moment was from when I was a young kid. And it was actually, it's going to sound funny, but it was the angels in the outfield, Oh, uh, that, that Disney baseball movie. And I, and it's not because I loved the movie per se. Uh, I mean, I was a kid and I, I enjoyed it. I still have fun. Danny Glover, Christopher Lloyd, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah, man. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What's not to like, but the reason it was so memorable is because we're watching the movie and it's fine. And it's, it was a pretty solid crowd. I think it was a weekend. A lot of people were taking their kids to see it. Uh, it was this like little theater that used to be out in Kearns. So it was like this tiny little mm. theater. But anyways, watching the movie, I don't know if you guys have, I'm sure you, sounds like you've seen it, but at the end of the movie, uh, Tony Danza loses the power of the angels and he's got to win the game of on the, the merits of his own strength and ability. And he's the pitcher and he throws this fastball or what he could muster up to be a fastball. And, you know, the game's on the line, the batter hits the ball and it goes straight up into the air. And the Dan's, trudges across the field, lumbers across and dives and triumphantly catches the ball. And I'm not like the theater erupted as if it was like 
the first oh, wow. like, the end of Rocky, like standing <laughs> ovation. People stood and cheered and clapped. And I was a kid thinking like, you guys know that like (laughs) and that was like the first time that it ever happened to me and it's just it's always stuck out because it was like it's fucking angels in the outfield like of course he's gonna catch the ball disney doesn't make movies where he doesn't catch the ball yeah so that's just always been one of my favorite uh theaters it's stuck with me for you know since i was a kid and i just i can't get over the fact that of all the movies I've seen, the one that got the most raucous applause and standing <laughs> ovation it's, was Angels in the Outfield. It's so funny awesome. you mentioned that because that made me think of like as far as theater experience and just like the, the community, I guess, of the theater. One of the most memorable for me was seeing Get Out. Rose? I'm lucky. Even the sun will die someday. But we are divine. We are the gods trapped in cocoons. Rose. I don't know where they are. Rose! Rose! Rose, give me those keys! Rose, give me... Give me those keys. Rose, now! Now, the keys! Um, And just mm. people mm. were just like... No, 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 like, just like, no one could hold in, like, what was happening. You know, like, you tried to, like, <laughs> yeah. kind of be cool, but it was like there was some, like, just agreement between everybody it's like no we can all just react to this like this is fine if you need to be loud because yeah. i mean that movie was i mean that movie is so good that's i mean one of the best directorial debuts oh, yeah. ever um i think it made a couple of our lists but yeah that was like a theater so experience for sure and then one that i forgot to mention i don't know how but um are you guys familiar with the movie the room i did not hit her it's not true it's bullshit i did not hit her i did not oh hi mark Yes. Yes. Tommy Wiseau. Um, yeah, Ashley and I went and we were in London with her brother and his now wife. Um, and we saw the room and Tommy was there like oh, doing wow. just like a tour of the movie. And we had no idea what we were in for because like wow. if you guys, I think I told you about it afterwards. Oh, Fuzz, I was like, if it ever comes to Portland, I will fly up there and we will go because they, there's just such <laughs> this crowd like, I don't know this excitement behind it. Like it's such a bad, good movie, but like all the artwork is like silverware. Like it's just stock footage of silverware for some reason. So whenever a piece of artwork shows up on the screen, like people come with a a Ziploc bag full of plastic spoons and they just throw them at the screen whenever some like artwork shows up on there. And there's like just really long, like, cut scenes like it, it, i mean honestly just like we'll show like the whole sandwich like the golden gate bridge and it's so long that people just start counting like one two <laughs> three like it's such a long shot like just, we're, for some oh reason God. we need to see the entire bridge it's like 10 seconds long like, i don't know why you're That's doing this incredible. we all know what the gold it was i can't believe i forgot about that i was oh man that was just one of the most yeah. fun experiences oh, i've man, ever had funny. how that was not your most memorable experience i don't know i'm disappointed in myself the mind works in mysterious ways. Reminds me of uh, this, the fans in Seattle used to do, do that to Carl Malone when he was at the free throw line. I don't know. You pro- <laughs> you didn't watch jazz games at the time, Matt. You probably did. Or Matt, you watched jazz yeah. games, but I don't know if Ben did. I hate but it, when he was at the free throw line, they would count down from 10. It used to make me so mad. <laughs> ben didn't even know Carl Malone played for the jazz. He yeah. only was the Laker. I just thought he was my male Renowned man. Lakers <laughs> Carl yeah. One of the two Lakers jerseys I own. <laughs> I own I never, now that you're a jazz fan, I can forgive you, but yeah, I can't I lose I them. Forgive you that. I have Carl Malone no, and Dennis Rodman. I mean, fun. it's WCW NWO. You know what I mean? I got to represent. <laughs> so, so. 
That's perfect. <laughs> um, so I asked you guys to think about maybe worst or, mm-hmm. or most memorable in a bad way. Yeah. I actually don't have any other than the typical like, oh, someone was crying, a kid was crying or whatever. Uh, but yeah. Did you guys have anything along those lines? I don't, but I'm, I'm curious if you guys do. I had a couple. Um, one, yeah, I, I've like, I take this weird pride in that I've never like walked out of a movie. I feel like people mm-hmm. worked on this. Like I will, I'll sit through it. And I've really only turned off one movie at home before that was just like, it was so bad. I'm like, I can't watch this. This is like, it's upsetting me. Um, but one of the worst movies I've ever seen in the theater was one called Bats with Lou Diamond Phillips, I believe. I don't know if you guys remember that. And it was not a clue. Part of it was filmed at the old high school that was on State Street that turned into Jordan Commons. I forget which one that was. Oh, okay. But it was basically just like birds, but bats. I mean, it was just, it was so poorly done. But, um, <laughs> One of the worst theater experiences I remember having, and I know, again, like I just have myself to blame here because this was all just based on anticipation, but it was the midnight screening of X-Men 3. Don't you know who I am? I'm the juggernaut, bitch! And just Mm. how bummed I was at that movie because X-Men 2... We'll come up later in this discussion because I think it's just one of the best just movies ever. Like not even superhero. Like it's just such a good movie. And I, yeah, I was so ready for this midnight release. And then it happened and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> like it was just, I, that was like the first time I felt that kind of disappointment when I was so excited for something and I, and I got to have it, but it just, it wasn't good. It wasn't what I wanted. I feel like Spider-Man three for me was a very similar experience to that as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, like I knew going into that, it was yeah having Venom as one of the villains. Like I don't know what they're gonna do. I don't right? Know how this it, is work yeah, out. I think th- there's probably enough like pre like there's like some press around like some things that the studio and Sam mm-hmm. Raimi were doing with it that I was like okay, but I still like wanted so badly to just love it. Yeah, yeah. So my my only other experience um, that was like more of a negative one. Let's see. I had I had a thought, and now I just lost it. Well, you, you go I, ahead. I can, yeah, I, yeah, like you were, you reminded me, Ben. I I've only ever walked out of one movie, and I'm I'm curious what I would think about it now. Um, like I said, we used to uh, we used to sneak into movies. That's how much I hated this movie because we snuck in and we walked out. Like we couldn't even, <laughs> didn't even pay. <laughs> yeah. Like we couldn't even give I want my money back <laughs> to steal it properly. Like, um, and it was, uh, the master of disguise with Dana Carvey. Oh my oh. God. Uh, I, <laughs> I love that you guys snuck into and, that. Movie. May I help you? Are you a member of the turtle club? Well, not exactly. Not exactly. But am I not turtly enough for the turtle club? Is he okay? He's fine. He's fine, Turtle. Turtle. Well, dude, like I'm telling you, it was like, if not daily, it was at least a weekly thing, sneaking into Jordan Landing. Yeah, yeah, I guess at that point you run out of options. So at that point, it's like, yeah, I guess Master of Disguise. We'd been seeing the commercials and we're like, whatever. I like Dana uh, Carvey. (laughs) I really like Church Ladies. (laughs) Yeah, like it just, I don't know. I don't even know if I want to give it another shot you know, with different Ugh. perspective. Cause I, yeah. Uh, so I walked out of that one. That wasn't my best experience, but again, I didn't pay for it. And 
Yeah. I'm not necessarily proud of the amount of mon- amount of movies I stole as a younger man, but if you uh, want to make Tyler give it another shot, feel free to visit our shop on our website where you can Ooh. pick a movie for us to watch and we will watch yes, Master of Disguise if you want. Just it's quick going plug. to cost you. If you'd like natural plug. If you'd like to disguise yourself as a movie club member, you could order a t-shirt or a mug. Take okay, commercial plug. then. Um, <laughs> but yeah, other than that, I mean, I don't really have too many bad movie experiences, yeah. Matt, if you can remember yours, feel free to jump in, but Man, I, can't, I just, I can't. yeah, it just, uh, you know, especially now in these trying times with COVID, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's just, it's something I actually really miss. You know, I've been thinking about it, you know, that for a while there, before we started doing this club, the only new movies, you know, the only movies that weren't rewatches for me were movies that I saw in the theater. You know, I would go see mm-hmm. the big releases like star Wars and the Marvel movies and stuff. And I've always just loved it. It's always been a big part of my life and uh, I do pay for my movies now. So don't, don't worry about that. <laughs> um, and so I, you know, I'd like to get back to it at some point, but it, yeah, it's, it was just a, it was kind of cool to, to think about, uh, you know, what an important part movies play in our lives. Yeah. Um, I don't really, so we watched the empire strikes back for the watch party I don't, unless you guys want to talk about it in depth, that's totally fine. Um, I frankly don't have too much to say about it because it's sort of like, what else, what, what, what can be said that hasn't been said already? I did write a small, um, letterbox review that I can find real quick. Basically just said like, I've never been much of a star Wars guy. Like I'm not, uh, yeah, boo this man. (laughs) Yeah. Boo me. I just like, I like it just fine. I, I, I consider myself like a casual fan. It's kind of like how I feel about the NFL. Like I'll watch it when, if it's on, I'm pretty, I'm cool with pretty much any, I have a general sense of all the players and teams. And that's how I feel about star Wars. I know, you know, all the major things. I know the characters, I know the story and the lore of it all. Yeah. Uh, but actually this time going through it, uh, I knew we were going to watch the second of the three original trilogy and so I figured, well, I might as well watch the first one to get in the mm-hmm. mood for it. And then we ended up watching the third one. And, you know, it, as much as I consider myself a casual fan of the franchise, like upon these rewatches, I felt my fandom like level up for whatever reason. I don't know yes. if it's age or whatever. I, I watched as soon as I was like 15 minutes into A New Hope, I was like, Oh shit. These are really cool. (laughs) I don't know if I was just being a hipster about it and like just not being a hater, but not letting, allowing myself to really appreciate, uh, star Wars. But I wrote that, you know, I I do a a rewatch of, uh, the original Lord of the Rings trilogy, a fellowship through return of the King. And I do that every year. Hmm. And I was like, I can actually see me introducing star Wars into that tradition. Yeah. Uh, and just ran rewatching. I, I had a blast. I really did. It was the characters, the story connected with me more. It was, I was more interested. I was having more fun with it. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think I'll probably do some sort of that marathon, um, every year. And again, I don't really have too much to say about the film. I mean, it's a fucking classic, mm-hmm. you know, like there's, I, I actually didn't know that this movie in particular had so many of those classic moments. Yeah. Um, one of the all time scenes that has always stuck out to me, 
from Star Wars in general was um, climbing into the Tauntaun. Mm. Right, they're called Tauntauns, right? Yeah, I, yeah. I'm showing my uh, no, you casual fandom. Uh, I thought they smelled bad on the outside. Uh, I've always remembered that, and I've seen it referenced in other stuff. Like there's a Rick and Morty episode that it you know, references mm-hmm. it. And, you know, it's a it's a pretty classic scene. Um, and there was a lot of other classic Star Wars scenes that I didn't realize took place in this movie. Um, so I guess what uh, if you guys had to pick Ben, what would you say your favorite scene is out of The Empire Strikes Back? Oh man, Dude. you have to pick one. Impossible task. <laughs> have to Impossible. Pick one. You have to because Matt also has to do it. What? <laughs> I, yeah this is just okay. gonna be dead air for a while i'm trying to think of like just trying to nail it down to one like i don't that's fair maybe it's a bad question no i guess it's, it's not a bad question it's just like this one like oh i love this like one of the things that i love the most in the movie and this is a really weird answer but like it's basically just like when we're in cloud city like when we come and meet Lando mm. and even the betrayal from Lando, you know, it's like, Oh, come with me, whatever, you know, and then dark. Like I, I like that. Like it's, it, I don't know that, that to me is like one of the first parts in the movie where it's just like, Oh wait, I thought Lando was a good guy. Like what's going on? Yeah. You know, it's just like all that kind yeah. of stuff. Like I, um, just quickly, I mean, I'll just kind of hit on my letterbox really quick if that's cool. Cause it kind of goes of into this. So like I, I wrote down that, um, it's the best of the best. Like this is my favorite star Wars movie out of all of them. This is like number one on my letterbox list. I, I love it. And I said, like as someone who has never seen the Godfather two, I can confidently say this is the best <laughs> sequel in all of movie history. But for real, like this movie is a masterclass in character development and storytelling, a perfect example of how to continue a story with people we've already met while also introducing us to new vital characters. I love this movie. And I feel True. like Lando falls into that because, Oh yeah. I think stuff suffers from that. You know, my favorite Marvel is the guardians of the galaxy and two I enjoy, but it's just like, there's just no way it's going to like have the same hit that um, the first guardians did. Whereas this one, like I, I love a new hope. I love star Wars, but this was like, Oh, we just get to continue on with these people, you know, and we get to meet new people. And like, I I don't know. I, I just think it's great. And I think I really liked meeting Lando and just like the beauty of cloud city. Like that's one of the most beautiful you know, locations, I think in all of the movies and the fact that they did all of that back then, like it's, yeah, that that's probably my on the spot answer. I just love cloud city <laughs> for sure. Um, I am going to make you answer that question, Matt, but I just thought of another question. I remember in the watch party chat before the movie started, you said you were uh, ready to be anxious about being on Hoth. And I was curious why? <laughs> like, why? What makes you so anxious about Hoth? They lose that battle, man. You you, they, you come right out of the gate losing a battle. Like, you you blew up the Death Star. So you're, I mean, and putting putting myself in Leo's shoes in 1980, mm-hmm. like, you're on cloud nine. Like, the Rebellion is, you know, they're, they're doing some big stuff. And you come into a movie, and 10 minutes in, you've lost a huge battle. <laughs> is yeah it was pretty intense and like dramatically like the AT-ATs <laughs> no no are coming in as the editor i'm cutting this out i'm dubbing <laughs> your voice Wait, right there ben, are you are you at or are you at like i i get that it's AT-AT. I am an at at person though like it's just like this it's an at at that's, oh, just, man, that's, that's what it is no here i hear at at and i think of that like um that I would walk 500 <laughs> miles. <laughs> 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 
I, I, that's I, a I, great I crossover. ATAT <laughs> sounds better. And at, at both sounds ugly and is difficult to say. But when I look at the when I look at it spelled out, I see and hear in my head at at. So that's well, how and I people look it. ugly saying it. <laughs> your face your face just yeah. naturally does an ugly thing so. i look real dumb i get it it's fine <laughs> no but you're outnumbered so. <laughs> no well i just i i wonder what the logic behind an at atst is do we call it an atst atst yeah maybe you do i call it an atst but i call an atat i call it an at <laughs> <laughs> it's like the yeah. beamer bmw it's just yeah yeah <laughs> it's an at it um so if if hoff gives you the most anxiety Maybe uh, maybe don't give us your favorite scene unless you've got it. Or maybe you could give us the scene that gives you the opposite feeling of Hoth. Well, I'll, makes you feel the most comforted. That's that's a good question. Um, okay, let me talk about the movie a second. My favorite yeah. part of the movie actually is on Hoth, and it's uh, it's at the beginning where Luke's out. And uh, they just found out that Luke hasn't come back in. And you have like all these like rebel peons like talking about how Luke's not gone. Like Han's just like grilling him like, why hasn't he come back? We don't know. You know, like <laughs> that pubescent Simpsons character like, he hasn't come back yet. <laughs> and uh, anyways, he talks, he's like getting ready to go out on a tauntaun. And he's like, you'll never make it past the first marker. He's like, we'll see you in hell. <laughs> it's like oh man in a star wars movie like that was just yeah. such a such a great delivery but so that's like i mean i quote that line from empire strikes back probably more than any outside of the normal pop culture ones um but man empire strikes back is just crazy on so many levels because like ben already touched on it like the character development's insane um you have a movie that surprisingly did so well um and the knee-jerk reaction at least in today's hollywood is to try to sort of just do the same thing over again in a slightly different way mm-hmm. and in 1980 they decided nah well let's let's shake things up like, <laughs> yeah let's turn things completely on their head and tyler to, to talk about what you saw with angels in the outfield like here in this movie theater and you know that you know you know they're gonna catch the ball and and win the game right Right. But like, well, I it, did. Apparently those other dots. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I mean, that's what the, like the audience is groomed for right. that experience. For sure. And I can't imagine just like how somber and distraught people must have felt leaving the theater mm-hmm. after empire strikes back. Cause again, they haven't seen return of the Jedi. Like what a, what a crappy, crappy thing to sit through. You watched all this cool stuff in a new hope. And then these guys just get trashed. <laughs> in Empire Strikes Back, but like you do see some cool stuff right out the gate. Like Luke uses the force to pull that lightsaber in the Wampa cave. Yeah. It's like we didn't get to see like the for those of us who like grew up with Star Wars, we knew that that was a force power. Like that they could do cool, you know, magic with the force, but seeing that for the first time, like all we saw of the force in A New Hope was Obi-Wan Kenobi's voice in Luke's head and then he mm. like closes his eyes and shoots the the Death Star and that's it. Yeah. Like yeah. those are the force powers. And so to see that would have been like insanely cool. Um, and to see it being used in such a meaningful way, right? Like mm-hmm. that's such a like 
perfect uh, representation of the power of the force is to be able to reach that lightsaber because that's a trope, right? You're trying, you're wrestling around, you're trying to get the gun, and you're both reaching for it. But Luke has that upper hand where he can grab that, you know, yeah. grab his lightsaber and, and be on his way. Yeah. Um, and then like another thing, like Ben's favorite part of cloud city, like they're on white alert in cloud city. Like they've hit sanctuary and like as an audience, it's like, okay, you can take, you can like relax a little bit. Like they've made it to Rivendell basically. (laughs) And, uh, only in this story, Elrond turns on them and gives them over to Sauron, you know, like (laughs) you took the words right out of my mouth. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, yeah, it's just it's just an insane movie. But if I were to pick a moment um, that's the opposite of what I feel with Hoth, it's got to be that ending shot uh, with Luke and Leia, C-3PO and R2-D2, just like staring out into the galaxy mm, from yeah. that ship. Mm-hmm. Like, man, I just love that scene. And like, yeah, at this point, you don't know that like it's their siblings. But I do in hindsight, like now that you know, like the full Star Wars story, it's just cool to think that like, those are the Skywalkers just yeah, making yeah. their mark in the galaxy. It's pretty dope. I actually like one thing I noticed on this rewatch and granted, I haven't seen any of these three movies in. It could easily be more than a decade. I don't know. It's been a long, 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 long time. And, you know, the thing I always remember from it is like, you know, the pacing's a little slow and this, you know, the wipe transitions are like, I used to really hate on those. I thought they were overused Mm -hmm. and like cheesy. Um, and none of that bothered me this time. And not only that, but I had noticed how like really well shot the movie itself is. Like I always knew like the effects were ground groundbreaking and the story was cool and the characters were cool, but I never really gave credit to the direction and the cinematography and, and, and like, you know, that shot speaks to that. Uh, there were there were a lot of moments in there. I was like, God damn, like he really does put a shot together, you know, and, and that really jumped out to me on this rewatch. And in fact, it, it bumped up all my um, ratings on Letterboxd, uh, just a lot of it just because of that. I was like, OK, these are actually like it's not just that it was uh, it took a hold. It took hold in pop culture and became a part of like, you know, the public uh, the public lexicon. I don't, I don't know if that's the right word to say there. But, it, you know, it came a part of, of the public conscious mm-hmm. and, and the general pop culture. And so I always just thought like, oh, it's just it's only popular because it's just it, it's been like passed along and, and the, the, the world has built upon it. But it really is a really well-made movie. And I mean, obviously, it's on the top of most people's lists of best movies all time. Um, and, you know, like I said, I'm a pretty casual fan, so. I made you guys pick favorite scenes. I, the, the only thing I can really think of, and it's probably the most obvious pick would be uh, the showdown with Vader with the whole, I love you. I know thing. Mm-hmm. Um, just that whole, that whole scene. We were, the, the chat was going crazy about it in the watch party, but oh, this scene's incredible. And I mean, it really is. It truly is. It's the easiest pick to make, but I don't have enough in-depth experience or knowledge with any of these movies. So I'd have to say I'd pick that because it's like, so good You've, it's everyone's it's the whole it's everyone's there you know what i mean it's the full it's it's de niro and pacino and 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 heat yeah. you know what i mean it's like the diner scene it's just they're, they're classics just, for a reason you know it's yeah, yeah, yeah it's so good when you were asking matt what the opposite of hoth was for him i think for me that is the i love you i know i love you i know 
you know, I mean, it's right yeah. before a very sad moment for Han, but, you know, I think also, again, we've grown up with knowing that he's going to come back, you know, so it's like, okay, this yeah. is a tender moment. We'll see him, you know, in just a little bit, but that, that for me is just like one of, one of the best scenes ever. For sure. It's incredible stuff. Yeah. Um, I, uh, so we, we mentioned that we, we rolled, ended up rolling this into, uh, return of the Jedi. And we were talking a little bit about, uh, you know, some of the, the, the pushback that that movie gets and even the star, even star Wars in general gets, uh, it turned into like a, a toy commercial. You know, I think I can't remember who made that comment in the chat. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, and I was thinking about that because, like I said, very casual. I definitely saw this when I was younger. This came out the year I was born return of the Jedi. That is. Um, so it, you know, it's been around, all of these have been around my whole life, obviously. And I guess what I'm getting at is like the Ewoks never bothered me. Mm. Right. That was actually the first time that was in that, that discussion was the first time that I realized that people had a problem with the Ewoks <laughs> at all. I didn't know that. Yeah. I thought like everyone loved them. For me, I loved Endor when I was a kid and the Ewoks and the rate, the speeders and the trees and all that stuff. And I, and I got to thinking like, you know, when a new hope came out, Leo was saying like, you could like, he, he was walking by and saw a poster for it. He's like, I don't want to see that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So in the moment, a new hope didn't really have any hype. The movie came out, it, it became a huge success the Empire Strikes Back comes out and now it's like sort of uh, to put it in terms of like stuff that we've experienced, like the Dark Knight, maybe mm-hmm. you know, there's like all this anticipation, all this buzz, a really successful first movie. Um, granted, Batman lore existed before these movies, but there was reason to be excited and, and all this thing. And so that happens with uh, the Empire Strikes Back and it becomes a huge success, like. I don't know, a mega success. I don't know how you want to describe it. You know, like we mentioned before, it introduced some new characters. Um, you know, obviously we get Yoda for the first time here. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get Lando here. And like Yoda himself is one of the most beloved characters of any franchise ever. Probably it's arguably the most beloved character of the Star Wars franchise from my, from my uh, point of view. Yeah. You know? True. Yeah. Um, and so people lined up on the streets to see empire strikes back. And in that movie is introduced this new sort of silly, but like really cool character and some other new characters. And so like, what is George? Like think about if you're like, if you're writing return of the Jedi, Mm -hmm. right? Like, I don't know the time. I don't know when he wrote this stuff, but it just struck me that like, it seems to me that we as fans told him it was okay to introduce a character like the Ewoks or to take a swing like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it was like, he could do no wrong. Like these movies were everyone's favorite and he, he's introduced some new characters and new worlds and quirky places. And so he does it again with, um, um, return of the Jedi and there's some pushback, but for the most part, like I was a kid when I saw that and I fucking loved the Ewoks, mm-hmm. right? I still remember them. They're like, to me, they were like one of the iconic characters of Star Wars. And so you have, there's like the purists that push back against it. And then there's like way more casual fans like me that are like all for it, right? So we essentially told George Lucas that it was okay for him to create Jar Jar Binks. Oh, boy, boy, I love you. Almost got us killed. Are you brainless? I spec. 
The ability to speak does not make you intelligent. Now get out of here. No, no, Mr. Stay. Mr. Kodjata and Pinks. Mr. Your humble servant. That won't be necessary. Oh, but it is. Yeah. And then we get mad at him for it. And I like, I just was really like struck by that because I, one of, it wasn't a terrible experience because I didn't really care enough about it, but I saw Phantom Menace in the theater when it came out and it sucked. I didn't like it and Jar Jar was stupid and all that, but it was like- Take it back. We, Take <laughs> that back. Are you a Jar Jar guy? I, I'm, I'm Jar Jar yeah. indifferent. Sure, Jar Jar yeah, neutral. Like, but it's like, for me, it's like, you know, he got killed for Jar Jar and he got killed yeah. for those movies. And I was like, you know, but, but like we told him that was okay. Right. Like we bought all the toys like they sure it was a toy commercial, but a we told them that it was OK to create these characters in these worlds. And then B, we told them it was OK to keep doing it because we bought all the shit and all the movies are a success and people love Star Wars so much. So it, I just got to thinking like the role that fans play and, and, and everything in in the direction of these franchises, I don't really have like. Uh, an angle on it, but it's just something that I've been, I was stuck with ever since we talked about it in the, in the watch party. And um, I, I know I said that I was going to talk about something along these lines. And I just, I'm just wondering, like, I guess in a broad sense, like, how do you guys, how do you guys feel about that? Or like, do you think that someone like George Lucas, who's writing and making these movies, are they trying to service the fans or are they trying to like, what like what like what are they trying to do with these characters? Because mm-hmm. like Jar Jar seems like such a miss. Like there's no way that was a good idea. But at the same time, people said that about the Ewoks. And I don't know. I've just been kind of like much like this monologue I've been doing. I've just been spinning in my head trying to like reconcile how those things came to be and like what role do we as fans play in those decisions? Yeah. Well, I so I have I'm a big Star Wars fan and I have some friends like me who were like star Wars can pretty much do no wrong. We just love it for what it is. Um, we just like experiencing all of it and consuming mm-hmm. all of it. And yes, we, we like the ones that have like better stories more than the ones that don't. We like the ones that have like more depth and themes than the ones that don't. But ultimately like we love it all. I do have some friends that, you know, are completely jaded by, what they perceive as basically when they feel like the movie is treating them like they're stupid, Mm. like where they they've invested this time, they've invested all this money and fandom into something. And then where they feel like the movie is almost insulting them. Um, Sure. And it, it is interesting because like you said, like we as consumers have enabled it where I think George Lucas comes into it is and someone someone who's way bigger of a Star Wars scholar than I am no has a way better answer and can probably articulate this way better and and maybe could correct me on some of this um but I'm going to say it anyways George Lucas like he's just he's just such a like a, a great storyteller alone that like his his story exists and he has characters that play specific roles and the patterns that he uses are patterns that are used in stories that have like transcended time. Like he's taking For elements sure. of the hero's journey, some like Arthurian legends, some stuff from Kurosawa films. Like he's taking stuff from everywhere and he's like using them in, in different roles. And then he, he collaborated. I mean, to take us to a galaxy far, far away, he, he uh, collaborated with an artist 
and I'm going to destroy his name. Um, but basically there's, there's this, everyone knows this guy's art in collaboration or in, um, association with star Wars. Cause George Lucas has just like so much concept art mm-hmm. that went unused and Disney's actually like starting to utilize some of it. Like the Mandalorian uses some of it. Um, mm. some of these TV shows is utilizing some of this art that went unused. Um, but almost all the designs that you see in star Wars come from these, this artwork that he developed with this artist. And so I look I have at one on my shirt George, right now, concept art. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. nice. So like George Lucas, he's telling the story. He knows what roles each of these characters are playing. And then to like take it that much further, he's collaborating with these people that make it feel like we're in a completely different place. And so that's where I feel like characters like Yoda and Ewoks come from. And yes, like there is a conversation to be had that like they knew that they were going to sell toys at this point. Like they had deals with the studios. Like there is absolutely a money grab element. In my eyes, that doesn't make it a bad thing. But first and foremost, I feel like he has these ideas for a story. And then he has these artists that are able to realize that. And so Yoda as this like old Jedi guide, like, yes, he's, he's a subverting our expectations because he's not like this grandiose, like all powerful being. He's just this teeny little Muppet Mm -hmm. that's got all this wisdom. Um, and so he could have done like, he could have done like the no brainer thing and like had him be like an old man, kind of like we, as we see Obi-Wan Kenobi, right? Just an yeah, old man sure. who knows things, but like, no, he subverts expectations, takes us to a different planet, built like world builds and makes it like a little Muppet. And yeah, and then that opens the world to like, okay, if the empire is going to attack a planet in return of the Jedi and there's indigenous people there that are going to aid them, what if those indigenous people were little furry teddy bears, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and like, what if we could make a million dollars selling toys of these mm-hmm. things? But so I'm I think, sure I, they did. I, oh yeah. And so I think it is all connected, but I don't think people who felt insulted by Jar Jar Binks or people who felt insulted by the Ewoks or by the, the subversion, the Porgs and uh, the last Jedi. Yeah. I don't think they give the, the storytellers enough credit. Um, because I think they do look at these things as just like a commercial money grab and nothing else. Yeah. Whereas these things are playing a role in the story in addition to being, you know, something that is profitable. Yeah. That's a good point, man. It's just like, I don't know. I just was thinking it was like, it didn't happen with Lord of the Rings so much, but there was like, you know, preview, there was, uh, there was something to source the story off of, right? There was source material. Yeah. I'm just wondering, like, is something like uh, the Empire Strike, uh, sorry, the Return of the Jedi, is it doomed to, like, both because of, like, insane expectation and because, like, just it's got to go to your head if you're George Lucas. You're like, I can do no wrong. And they like these silly characters I create, you know? Ben, it looks if, like you had something to say, but I just. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, the. No, it's cool. I don't even. I'm just rambling again. Um, <laughs> I got thinking about this um, when you mentioned it before and this analogy either has been done a ton of times. And I just haven't heard it or it's just like way off base. But in my mind, I kind of associate like this original trilogy, like Lucas directed a new hope, but he did not direct empire or return of the Jedi. So oh, in my that. mind, <laughs> I, I kind of, well, I was just going to say like, I see him as like, it's like Apple, you know, it's like, he's kind of the Steve yeah. jobs where he has the great ideas, 
but he's not Steve Wozniak who actually can make it, you know? So like George Lucas can be like, Hey, I have some cool ideas about this. Like, cool. I'll direct it. Let me handle that. You know? But then like we went to the prequels and George Lucas is like, I'm going to direct them again, but now I have blue screens, (laughs) you know? And it's like, that's like when Steve jobs got fired from Apple and went to try to make his own computer. And it's like, it just wasn't good. It's like you, you can have good ideas, but maybe you can't execute them. And that's kind of how I, I feel about the prequels where he was just like, I have all the technology now. Let's do this. Um, I, I don't know. Like he's, he's a good maybe storyteller, but that doesn't necessarily make you a good like director or, you know, a director of photography or something like that. So mm-hmm. I think that's my issue with the prequels. Um, you know, one of my favorite standup comedians is Patton. And one of my favorite routines of his yeah. is like when he, like if he ran into George Lucas and he's like, Hey, <laughs> do you want to know what, like where star Wars came from? It's like, yeah, like, I mean, I'll probably play the joke right now, you know, but it's just like, it's like, I don't care where the stuff I likes comes from. Oh my God. You're, you're fucking George Lucas, dude. Look, I don't want to, I don't want to bother you and nerd out, but like star Wars is one of my favorite movies. And I just want to thank you, man. Just thanks for all that. It's, it's so great. Ah, right, you like uh, star Wars. Um, <laughs> I got some good news. I'm working on the uh, three prequels, the first three chapters. Oh, really? You're going to do the finally? Oh, my God, that's awesome, dude. I'm so excited. I can't wait. Well, hey, you say you're a Star Wars fan. Uh, do you like Darth Vader? I fucking, I fucking love Darth Vader, dude. The, the helmet and the cape with the sword. That's great, man. Is he in the first movie? Uh, yeah, in the first movie, you get to see him as a little kid. Uh, is he like a little Damien Omen kid, like evil and killing people with his mind and shit like that? No, he's just like this little kid and then he gets taken away from his mom and he's very sad. It's like, yeah. and that's like, I, I kind of like, you can do a prequel well, but like, I don't need all these Senate discussions. I don't need right. all this stuff, hmm. you know? And but on the flip side of that, I feel like with this recent trilogy, some of the, the the fanboys like got what they wanted, you know, specifically with Force Awakens, where it was just like essentially a new hope, but with better graphics. Like, oh, we're gonna follow yeah. our protagonist who wants to get off the like the planet they're on, and then we're gonna run into someone who's like on the dark. Like it's just it's, it was kind of you know, carbon copy, but just better looking, you know, and I had a blast. Yeah. I loved I loved watching Force Awakens. It was so much fun to like be in a theater experiencing that. But then someone like Ryan Johnson comes in and he's like cool like i i love star wars too but i want to introduce some new stuff you know like that's why we liked star wars that's why we liked empire strikes back because like we got introduced to some new things but then i think it's just such a divisive movie because people are like no i don't like what you introduce it's like okay i mean that's fine but it doesn't mean like it's not part of the canon like it's just like we can create stuff that's what these movies are for it's like create new experiences and like do you want to see empire again? You know, like let's, let's do something different. Let's switch it up. Like, let's just kill Snoke. Let's just be done with him. Like, cool. We're done with that. (laughs) Like, let's like, let's not go that like big, bad route. And (laughs) I mean, just the device in it too, just like Luke looking at the saber and just throwing it over his shoulder. Like that really caught me off guard at the beginning. It was like, wait, what are we getting into? You know, or just like the, like the phone call joke with like Oscar Isaac at the beginning, you know, tell your precious princess, there will be no terms. There will be no surrender. Hi, I'm holding for General Hux. This is Hux. You and your friends are doomed. We will wipe your filth from the galaxy. Okay, I'll hold. Hello? 
okay, this is going to be like a different movie, but I, I like what we're seeing. Like we're getting to see new things that aren't just like copies and repeats of stuff before. And then, you know, we talked about episode nine, just like, there's no way it was going to be, it was going to fulfill everyone's you know desires. And obviously Carrie Fisher passing truly wow. affected like what the trajectory was of that movie. And we'll never know like what it initially would have been. Um, but I, I think those are the two, like, di- like the, um, I guess the different dynamics of the star Wars world where you get these fanboys who are like, I just want to see the same story like told again, but with better graphics and they're happy with that. Or the people are like, I don't want to be introduced to anything new. I just like what I like, you know? And I I don't know. It's, it's so divisive, but it's also so like, that's what makes it, I think so engaging for everyone. You know, it's a, it's it's like rogue one and solo. Like, I had a great time with those rogue one is one of my favorites and you knew that was a closed story. And I think that's why I liked right. it because like, yeah, there's no sequel after this. Like I understand what the plot is like, we're done after this. And I loved that about it, you know, but whereas like, my, I think it was my dad who commented like, Oh, it was just too dark of a movie for me. And I get that perspective where it's like, there's, mm-hmm. there is no hope after this, you know, <laughs> like it's like, we're just kind of done. But I, I loved hearing that. And it, you know, went back and kind of like retconned some ideas. It's like, oh, so that's why there was that one thing in the Death Star Mm -hmm. that could blow it all up because that was a weird topic for everyone. Like, why did they make that one thing that could blow up the entire (laughs) Death Star? Like, who would do that? (laughs) And now it's like, cool, let's explain it. Like, all right, I buy it. I think it's cool. I I like that idea. That that makes sense to me. So I don't know. I'm also rambling on, but I just think there's no, that's the the audience is too big now. Yeah. 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 It just, it was just something I was thinking about. It's like, it's an impossible task. And it's like, like you can not, it's okay to like, not like stuff, but yeah. just like, you gotta give credit where it's due. You know what I mean? Like I couldn't make star Wars. Yeah. Both exactly. like I couldn't think of it and I couldn't literally make it the way that, uh, George Lucas did. I don't know. It was just, it was just something that really stuck with me. I've been thinking about it ever since, uh, it got brought up in the, in the watch party. Um, uh, so yeah, I, you know, Empire Strikes Back is the second of a trilogy, uh, and the theme of this watch party and, and all the, all the movies that were available to, uh, vote on for this watch party were all sequels. Uh, it's watch party Two, the squeakquel. And we talk, we talk about sequels. So I figured we would do a sequels Rushmore mountain, but while I'm thinking about it, we should do a Rushmore mountain of wise old person that knows things like best wise old person that knows things in a movie. Oh, wow. I think that'd be an interesting one. There's a lot of good ones. So we could think about that and, and uh, yeah. maybe do that at some point. Um, but yeah, so uh, let's, uh, let's start with you, Ben. What uh, let's, let's hear your Rushmore for sequels. Number one is Mr. Miyagi. That'll be my, <laughs> Oh, we're going to do the sequel one. Okay. Um, let's see here. These are OR scrubs. Oh, are they? So I feel like I needed to preface this by saying, you know, I threw out the idea to you guys and just so everyone's aware, I kind of just want to grandfather in Empire Strikes Back. You know, it's it's it won the competition. We all like love this movie. So it's not going to show up on my rush more. But that's because th- that's like the base of the mountain to me is Empire. So the four faces are going to be something different. But Empire's there. It's just, <laughs> it has to be. Um, right. I feel like I also need to preface this by going over some of the sequels that I haven't seen because I already feel like I'm going to get some feedback on this. I have not <laughs> seen The Godfather Two. I love The Godfather I, I too much that like I just like I know I, I know everyone says it's better, but I'm like I just don't want to ruin my love for The Godfather. So I haven't <laughs> seen Godfather Two. 
I have not seen it. That's at least a respectable reason to have not seen it. I just haven't seen it because I'm an asshole. I haven't seen it. I have no reason to. But you at least have a reason. Have you seen it, Matt? Did you say that? Yeah, I I watched the trilogy like in high school. And I thought, I I can't even, I can't remember like which one's which. I know people want to kill me for saying that. But like, for me, it was just like the Godfather experience. Yeah. And so looking back, like I know that like there's drastic differences like in the three, like two, I think number one doesn't have De Niro in it. First of all, right. The second one is the one with De Niro. Correct. Yeah. Second and third, okay. I think have De Niro. So I, I mean, there's key scenes obviously that I remember from the second one, but like, yeah, it, I don't, I don't. Yeah. Anyway, I have nothing more to say than <laughs> yes, I have seen You're it. You're the one person that's seen it in this pod. That's good. <laughs> that, that's why we can have this podcast because one of us has seen it. Yes, exactly. So podcast police. I'm, I'm the license. <laughs> yeah. Like you say, you're going to get feedback and I truly hope we do. Yeah. Like, we, you know, we keep harping on this, but if you're listening to this, we truly want to hear what you think about this stuff. We want to know if we're right. We want to know if we're wrong. We want to tell you that you're wrong or that you're right. The whole point of this is that we truly think of this as a club. The three of us mm-hmm. were our own little three-person club, and we, we really wanted to extend that out to everyone that we knew and people that we don't know. So Adam do you Driver. have opinions on any of this stuff? Uh, yeah. If, if um, you know, stay, we've, we've been in touch with Adam's people <laughs> and at some point. At he some will be point. On. He will be. He's actually. uh, He's he's, he's trying to make it work. He's busy right now, but yeah, yeah, he's he's you know with the pandemic and everything, he was easier to reach than I had anticipated. Surprisingly, yes. uh, I guess uh, they. I guess you you say the word podcast, and they just assume that you're Dax Shepard. Yeah. A fun fact: He is always shirtless with high waisted pants. That's just how he does his Zoom calls, just like in Last Jedi. You know, that's just that's how Adam Driver (laughs) answers his calls. Um. but yeah, we want we want people to be involved, and I also want to hear the rest of Ben's list. So. Yeah, I'm. I would love for people to make fun of me for my list. Uh, <laughs> I <laughs> Ashley often tells me that I have to like turn back in my film degree for the amount of movies that I haven't seen that I probably should have. <laughs> and I, I feel like there's a few of these that are yeah, on here. Enough, how many movies has she made? That's good point. It's you, a very good you've point. You've at least made some movies. I so have. you're putting that degree to use. So yes. in your face, actually. <laughs> um, yeah. So Godfather 2, I have not seen. I haven't seen Aliens. Um, and more recently, I have not seen Blade Runner 2049. Um, I mm. I feel like I'm going to love it. I just like, I also feel like I need to commit. I just need to like have it on the big screen, lights out. I just, I, I phone away. You know what I mean? I just want to enjoy Roger Deakins and stuff. If only there was like a mechanism by which you could be forced to watch it by nomination. Hmm. We'll have to think about that. We'll have to see if something comes up. Um, <laughs> yeah, we could implement that into something. Something. Who knows? Uh, also, I am realizing throughout this podcast, hearing you guys talk about it, that uh, my version of your Star Wars is Lord of the Rings. I think I've seen mm. them twice, maybe. Yeah. For the first one in theaters, I don't know. I didn't. I enjoyed them. I just like criminal. I, sure. It's probably been a decade. So you guys are like making all these references. I'm like, yes, I know those words. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, yeah. Mm. 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 I know some of these words. <laughs> I have no idea what he's <laughs> talking about, but hey, that's fair, man. So I will uh, give you that they are much longer to sit through than Star Wars. So yeah, but I mean, when you talked about us, like rolling into return of the Jedi is like, you know, I think a trilogy watch party would be awesome. Like let's pick a trilogy. Let's just watch all three. Like let's set it aside one day. Let's do it. But for that reason, two, yeah, the two towers is not on my list either. So 
I'll go over my honorable mentions after, but my list right now is very comic book heavy. Number one is the dark Knight. I just, that was, that was a lock for sure. Um, the next one, it's really my three favorite comic book movies, um, is Spider-Man two. Toby Maguire. I knew that would be on there. It's yeah. There was some that I was like, he, maybe he'll keep it off, but I knew that would be on there. It had to be. And I, I was honestly, as I was making the list, like I bumped, number four ox like i can't do all four comic books like i have to switch <laughs> it up a little bit but it's like these two are just i kind of picture the rushmore mountain is like almost like desert island like these are the four i would take with me like these are the ones i love like yeah. just give me these four these are the ones that i think are the best like i'll just take these um so spider-man 2 makes it x-men 2 it uh-huh. comes in number three um as i talked about earlier really let down by x-men 3 because i loved x2 so much <laughs> Um, and I feel like this might be a surprise to you guys. I feel like Fuzz might disagree with this one for sure, but I decided to put John Wick 2 on there. I loved that movie. I love the action in it. Like it's, it's fast paced like the Bourne movies, but it's not like choppy cut. Like we're just watching all these scenes. Yeah. Like just the, when I think about John wick in any context, like whenever I almost always go back to a scene from John wick too. And that's what makes me realize like, this is my favorite of all of them. Like just the cinematography, everything about it. Like I, I, I love it. I know that there are better, better sequels out there and I'll go over my honorable mentions later after you guys give yours but John Wick 2 yeah that pulls up as, as number 4 for me I had to get Keanu's face on there well I can't give you too much shit because I've actually never seen it so whoa yeah. fair yeah. enough I was about to spoil it took, it took me a long time to watch uh, the original John Wick in the first place loved it but I just yeah I haven't gotten around to the second one We'll I'm also becoming softer towards like gratuitous violence as I get older. Well, that's why like, I said it. Cause I remember you, that was your review of John wick was like, you mm. enjoyed it, but it was just like a lot gorier, you know, than you thought it was going to be. And just like a lot more, yeah. like we were, we we're watching the pain happen, you know, that they're not cutting away yeah, from him like, doing stuff. Like we're going to watch it happen for, for whatever reason. Like it never used to bother me, but like, um, what was I watching the other? Oh, I was watching the wire. I've been rewatching the wire mm. also. And there was a scene in there where someone just gets like straight up, like point blank headshot. Yeah. And I just was like, you know, the, the wire itself is very heavy, but I was just like, you know, just the thought of a life ending that way. I don't know. It just, it, it hits me a lot harder now that I'm old and soft. So I will definitely watch John wick too. And I definitely enjoy John wick, but yeah. Anyways, yeah. um, uh, did you did you go over your honorable mentions yet? Um, yeah, I can't. I just don't want to ruin your guys's stuff. But see, so yeah, I recap: Dark Knight, Spider Man Two, X Two, John Wick. My honorable mentions: Terminator Two. I think that's you know up there. I love Batman Returns, um, The Raid Ooh, yeah. Two. I don't know if anybody has seen that, but that's just that. one of the best Ooh. action movies. Uh, Twenty Two Jump Street. I think it was a really good yeah. sequel. I love 21 Jump Street. Yeah. I think he still think it's better, but like 22, I think they did a great job with it. Everyone's saying that Barrio's sleepy. He like the Mexican Wolverine and shit. And my partner, he want to see the product. 
when he's talking. My name is Jeff. And the then, meta jokes in 22 are so. Yeah, I think that's why they work so well and they're just so obvious. Like, yeah. And uh, the last one I have on here is just The Last Jedi. I think it's yeah. it's a great sequel. Perfect. Yes. Let's hear it, Matt. Yeah, I had to have Spider-Man 2 on there. Um, and I'll, I'll, I, every time I mention Spider-Man 2, I have to just throw out there just because for some people it's controversial for some people it's not, but it's my favorite superhero movie of all time. Nice. So it's just, just so good. Um, Franco would do that to you, you know, any, yeah. I mean, he's the magic ingredient. Right? <laughs> just need <him> James Franco. <laughs> uh, then I put two towers on there. Um, I'll never forget watching Helms deep for the first time. And when they finally look east, oh. you know, when they look east and Gandalf's there. And it's oh, like, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. Big payoff. Big payoff. Um, then uh, number three, uh, Ninja Turtles 2 Secret of the Ooze. Mm. Ooh, yeah, get some nice. Toka and Razor, Super Shredder. Nice. Big stuff, you know. Yeah. Did you get Bebop and Rocksteady in that one? We, we didn't get Bebop and Rocksteady. Toka and Razor were kind of like the... The answer for Bebop and oh, Rocksteady. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, it's like we're not gonna just... we're not gonna give you what you want. We're gonna create new things. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. That yeah. was uh when I saw that movie, I went with my grandfather, I think, and someone I was young, and someone in my family asked me, Well, was it kind of I've heard it's pretty dark, and I didn't understand that as a concept. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, well, yeah, I guess a lot of the scenes were at night. I like, like, yeah, you're right. They do a, live in the sewer. I was like, and, and it is. Looking back on it now, I can see what they were saying. But at the time, I was just like, that question was way over my head. Yeah, <laughs> it's got vanilla ice in it. You know, sure does. Ninja wrap. Yeah, got um, it to go. And then I've got to, uh, I yeah, I've got to throw on the Last Jedi. I I love that movie. Um, honorable mentions, Winter Soldier. Mm. Um, I've got to throw on, let's see, uh, Sister Act 2, uh, (laughs) Nights. Just kidding. Um, no, I would say my honorable mention is, uh, Winter Soldier. And uh, that wraps up the list. Cool. Yeah. And one of the other criteria we had for this was, uh, is it had to be, uh, no matter how many, movies in the in the franchise there were it had to be the second of all of them so we couldn't pick like a third or a fourth sequel i think that was another criteria i think we should let that be known maybe people understand why some movies were uh not on our list but um so i took off empire off of mine because ben was being a party pooper and made us change the rules to do it (laughs) uh so but actually moves up uh two towers to my to my top uh it's my favorite of the three lord of the rings movies and uh, much like you, Matt, like I think the Helm's Deep battle, like you can argue that like the scale of the final battle in Return of the King is better and more grandiose and has a lot more action. And, you know, Legolas does the cool thing, taking down the elephant. But like to me, Helm's Deep is just it's so good. The moment where the orcs are pounding their oh, uh, man. staffs into the ground and 
that it shows the wide shot of the army and it's just like it's like scary it's scary stuff man it's uh it's how they should have done uh the uh battle of uh, winterfell and season eight of game of thrones but we don't need to get into that um but so yeah lord of the rings two towers uh will be the top uh the next one sort of a left turn and i actually it wasn't going to be on my list but i was looking at some other stuff doing some research online and i wouldn't have even thought of it as being a sequel but uh christmas vacation national lampoon's christmas vacation yeah Not only is it one of my favorite movies ever, favorite comedies, favorite movies, it's something that like my family, uh, you know, I know a lot of people do this, but we watch it as a family every year. It's my dad's favorite movie. Uh, it's one of the movies that like, my dad's a pretty quiet guy, you know, and he, he, he has a, definitely has a sense of humor and a personality, but he's pretty quiet and keeps to himself. But this movie like tickles him like you wouldn't like I love it. the second, like the second, the the music starts playing at the beginning and it has that like cartoony intro. He's already oh, laughing. He just that intro is so good. Mm-hmm. It's so that good. song is so rad. Right. And he just, he just already starts laughing and cousin <laughs> Eddie and everything. And it, it actually like, I was thinking about this. I still love that despite like the character flaws of the people that played a lot of those, like Chevy chase. Uh, and yeah. played. Like I'm like, for whatever reason, cancel culture for me anyways, hasn't, tainted my love of that movie even despite knowing what shitty people they are mm-hmm. like that's one of the movies i just give a pass to for whatever reason it doesn't affect it at all to me so christmas vacation number two uh number three would be the dark knight uh like i said it, it would kind of have to be it's one of the it's one of the movies i've rewatched. maybe not the most but i've definitely rewatched it a ton it's definitely the most i've watched uh any batman movie besides the original one um and or uh probably the one with uh, the Riddler, who's my favorite Batman villain. Riddle me this. Riddle me this. Riddle me this. Riddle me that. Who's afraid of the big black bat? Uh, which one? Batman Forever, right? That's mm-hmm. the one that yeah. he's in. And uh, coming up in the, new, yeah. in the new Batman with uh, Robert Pattinson. What? For real? Yeah. Yeah. Paul, <laughs> oh, breaking news for me. Paul Dano. Who? No shit. Yeah. You know what? I read that somewhere. I thought it was a rumor. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm very Actually, excited so about happy. it. Uh, I had to bump. I had to pick another one. So another uh, memorable sequel for me with Terminator 2. I know that's a, a duplicate on. I figured there'd be some crossover on our list on this one. Uh, and you had a, a story in one of our last pods about uh, sneaking in CD cases, yeah. CDs and your CD cases. This was a moment similar to that for me. I was forbidden to watch this movie. I mean, the movie when it came out was a huge success. It yeah. was everywhere, right? It was a blockbuster. And, uh, I, and I was like forbidden to watch this, <laughs> but I had a sleepover much as you do when you're a kid and the people I was with, they didn't have those same rules. And so I watched it and I loved it. And it was, um, you know, way beyond what I should have been seeing at that age. Yeah. But, that's how that's how life is. And then at some point in the future, like a few months later or something, there was like a it was like 60 minutes or a 2020 or something. And they showed a scene of the movie and I outed myself by like <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh, yeah, that scene was great. Or something. You know, I made a comment about the scene. And I'll, I'll never forget. My mom was just uh. like, like locked on to me. I was like, ah, oh, when he goes to the bars, like what? You seen this? <laughs> yeah, I don't remember how much trouble I got into, but I remember like 
Yeah, I, I added myself pretty quick. So yeah, <laughs> um, honorable mentions. Um, I would put. Uh, I would. I think I'd have to put uh, D two Mighty Ducks, which. I was sad that one didn't make a little bit farther, but young Tyler loved the knuckle puck. So good. And all, the, all, all of that stuff. Um, and then beyond that, you know, a lot of the ones that were on your list would be honorable mentions for me. Um, but yeah, I would say that's my list. I've got um, Two Towers, Christmas Vacation, The Dark Knight, and Terminator 2. Not as much crossover um, as I thought, though. Like, we have The Dark yeah. Knight, Man, I have Spider-Man 2, but... I think that's it because Terminator was just yeah. an honorable mention for me. Oh, that's right. Matt and I both have two towers. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Not, not too nice bad. Little I, I thought triangle be... of crossover. It's not too bad. Yeah. I'll take it. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't really know what else uh, I can say. We've, our little pod has once again gone longer than a normal length <laughs> pod, but I know. as to be expected with a movie like the empire strikes back, was there anything else that uh, we wanted, you wanted to touch on that we didn't Matt? Um, I'll just throw this out there that, uh, the empire strikes back. <clears throat> it was, it was actually the second story treatment for a, a star Wars sequel. They had written a different treatment called splinter of a mind's eye that would, they, they would have used in the case where star Wars didn't do well, hmm. um, yeah. but did well enough for a sequel. And that was adapted to a book. And then later, uh, a comic book. And it's really, really bad. Like, <laughs> it's like I mean, the name itself. I was like, that re- sounds like like I don't know. The, the climax of the story has like Vader confronting Luke on this planet, and then he literally slips. I, I believe I, it's been years since I read it, but I believe he slips on Luke's lightsaber and falls into a chasm. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> and then <laughs> there'll be another Wilhelm scream. Credits. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ugh. He slips on the lightsaber. Yeah, he he like he defeats Luke, <laughs> and then slips on the lightsaber and falls into a chasm. And then like I think Luke says something like, "Oh, that's not the last of him." And then they leave. And then yeah, watch that first step, Vader. Wow. Yeah. that's funny. <laughs> so wow. we we lucked that's out. That's tough. Yes, we did. That is tough. Shit, man. Did you have anything else, Ben? <laughs> no, I mean, th- there's like so much of it. I just like both of them related to the reveal of the dad that I was thinking about. Like I read that the novelization came out a month before the movie and they just like had the spoiler in there. So if you happen to read the novelization before you went and saw the movie, like you saw, you, you oh, knew what wow. happened. But at the same time, because they were doing the voiceover with James Earl Jones, like the actor who played Darth, he said something else. Do you know what it was, man? Like, I feel like I should know, but he doesn't actually say that I'm your father. Like he says right. something else. I don't remember what don't, it was. I don't remember either. But like the, the actor that was playing Darth was like furious that he didn't know that that's what the line was until well, he saw the movie. Either, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He didn't either. Cause he said, I, I should have looked this up, but yeah, he, he says something else. I think it's like so-and-so is dead or something along those lines. And that's what he's reacting to. So like none of these people knew the father reveal until they went and saw the movie, unless you happen to get the novelization a month before it came out and spoiled it for yourself so i just thought that was crazy yeah but i yeah that is crazy that they wow huh interesting i wonder i wonder why i don't know we've we've got an hour and a half talking about this already so who knows that's just that's that's an intense choice to make um yeah i don't really as far as the movie's concerned i don't really have anything else to say but uh the last thing i want to do is i just want to again like beat it into you guys if you're listening or watching like 
Keep an eye on our Instagram feed. If you're not already, I don't know how you're listening to this, frankly, if you're not following us on Instagram, but uh, keep an eye on our, on our stories and on our page. We're going to announce this sort of stuff. Like I said, the next watch party we're going to do is going to be Christmas movie related. So uh, like participate, you know, take part in the votes and, and, and uh, make your voice heard and, and then uh, show up to the watch parties and hang out with us. It's, it's a super fun time. And I promise you, uh, it won't be a night wasted. Um, so yeah, follow us on the Instagrams, on the Twitters. Uh, we've got uh, freefilmspod.com. You can check it out. Go to our shop and um, you can get yourself a mug. Be part of the mug club. We've got t-shirts, stickers, all sorts of cool stuff. So, support um, the arts. Yeah, support the arts, you know, and uh, if you and if you're uh, if you want to, we, we can go to Patreon and you can sign up to be a patron and you'll have a little more weight for stuff. Um, you'll get uh, exclusive access, like free early access to uh, to the stuff that before it comes out for the rest of the public. Um, they get a bigger voice in the votes, like letting us know yeah, what movies they want in and all that. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to we're going to come out with some other stuff where. Um, our patrons are going to have a much bigger influence in the direction of this podcast. And uh, overall, we just hope you're enjoying it. Uh, we want some we want we want some participation and we want to talk to you guys about we want to share these movies with you because we have so much fun sharing them with each other. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, I think with that, we'll sign off and uh, say thanks again for listening and watching. And thank you. Hope to see you next time. Live long and prosper. <laughs> Go ninja, go ninja, go, go ninja, go ninja, go, go ninja, go ninja, go, 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 go.